Hello, this is Waswell X Waswell in Udaipur. You are listening to MASH Podcast. I came from a very artistic family. My mother, Lucille, painted in oils on canvas. She was quite good at it. Unfortunately, she took it up in her later life, though she always had a very strong interest in art. She had worked as a beautician most of her life, and when she was near retirement age, she started to paint, um, and she started to sell, and she was good at it. She did um, traditional American landscapes, I would call them. Even my father dabbled in art. He would... uh, paint with my mother sometimes, and he would do still lives. He wasn't very good, honestly, but it was nice that the family painted together. And, you know, it was it kind of brought some joy to the family. When I went to school, when I went to college, my first interest was writing. I always wanted to be a writer. And so in college, I actually did not study art. I studied creative writing English literature. I had a journalism minor, uh, which I thought that I could support myself through journalism, possibly, but I really wanted to be an author of some sort. And I discovered, though, in those days, of course, we didn't have word processing and everything, and writing was quite a chore. You had to type it out on the typewriter and white out the mistakes and you know, retype over it and all that. It was not like it is today. Um, So the very process of writing became cumbersome for me. And also I realized I didn't like the fact that there was a intermediary between the writer and his public. You always had a publisher. And that was always something that was difficult. And I suddenly thought, you know, I've always liked art. Why don't I follow an art path? And one of the reasons I was attracted to art was because there was no intermediary. If you could paint something that was intriguing and beautiful, you could directly sell it. You didn't need necessarily a gallery or a publisher, as in the case of writing. So I started doing these wild abstractions. And I really started in the 1970s doing wild, wild abstractions. Sometimes I would use colored pencil. I was very creative in my mediums. I'd use colored pencil on plywood. And then after I would create, I mean, that was a very laborious, um, when I think back to it, I would stay up all night, you know, drinking and uh, working with these colored pencils on plywood um, drawings. They were abstracts. And then afterwards, I would give them a coat of a, polyethylene um, to preserve them. Really rather crazy. But I also painted with oil paints on canvas. I used spray paints. I dabbled with spray paints for a while. So, no, I was into abstraction, and in those days I was subscribing to Art in America, and I think Art Forum was already out at that point, and I, I just started getting very, very heavily into modern art, as they still called it, or now, as you would say, contemporary art. Um, But to be quite honest, I wasn't very good at it. I did sell some, but I wasn't very good at it. And one day I met a man whose name was Edward Farber, and he was um, a journalist, journalistic photographer. He had invented a lot of camera equipment in his life, 
And he was the first person who put a camera in my hand. He put a camera in my hand. He said, this is your passport. The camera will open up doors. And he was right. And I started to travel the world. Um, by the time I hit 30 years old, I sold my first house, bought around the world ticket and started to travel to Australia, Thailand, Hong Kong, and India for the very first time. When I returned home, I had my very first photography exhibition, and I exhibited sepia-toned photographs of my travels, basically, and there was a heavy preponderance of photos from both Australia and India, um, and that show got some acclaim. That's when the very first critics started to write about me a little bit, and I got some notices in the paper, and people started to pay attention, and I realized that photography was probably the route I should pursue rather than my abstract painting, which, to be honest, was not that good and overly common at the time. And I felt not that many people in the U.S. actually at that time were taking photography as seriously as it became later. Later became vastly popular in the art circuit, of course. Um, so it became a direction for me. I still consider myself at heart a photographer, but obviously it's branched out into so many other things. So one was, you know, a big major step for me was starting to collaborate with Rajesh Soni, who's a third generation Rajasthani hand colorist. His grandfather had been a court photographer for the Maharana Bhopal Singh of Miwar. Um, he had not only shot photos in the palace at that time, but also hand-colored them. So this technique of hand-coloring was passed down to Rajesh's father, Lalit, and then down to Rajesh. The hand-coloring of the digital prints that I do these days, I think, you know, they keep a vintage feel, which I really have always appreciated a vintage feel in art. Um, but I like to think that what we do together, Rajesh and I, is we produce something that sort of straddles a line between the vintage and the contemporary. And many people look at our hand-painted photos and they say that they can't even decide if it's a contemporary work or a vintage work. It, it does straddle a line, and I like the fact that they exist in kind of this enigmatic temporal time frame that... Um, becomes questionable, and I think that's part of their appeal. Um, and then, of course, my other collaborator, RVJ, started working with me when I decided that I wanted to tell other aspects of my story of my life and experiences and emotions, especially my emotions in India, that I could not tell through my camera because the camera is always aimed outwards, and I wanted something to aim inwards, which became the miniature series. Initially, it was just going to be a short series. I was thinking to show at one exhibition, but everybody liked the way Rakesh and I worked together so well that it's become an ongoing series. And now I have collaborated with RVJ and with Rajesh Soni for, I think it's over 13 years now. It's been an incredibly long time and a very, very productive collaboration. Um, all of us have grown through it, and it's been 
really something. I mean, it's not just that we've done well at the galleries and we've made good sales and all of that. That's certainly been happy for us. Um, but it's also been very fulfilling for all of us on a personal level. Last year, I was really, really busy working on miniature paintings because we had the large exhibition in October of 2019 at Gallery Espace in New Delhi, which was called um, Like a Leaf in Autumn. And that took an incredible amount of preparation. It takes many miniatures to fill up a gallery the size of Gallery Espace. So that was well over a year and a half worth of work that went into that exhibition. Um, and not only did we show miniature paintings, but for the first time we showed sculptures as well, marble and sandstone sculptures. That kept the year busy, and I actually did not get to make many photographs in 2019, though we did premiere the book Gowrie Dancers, which was put out by Mappin, and I was very pleased to get that series of photographs out in print by Mappin Publishers. But anyway, this year I'd really intended to get back into the photo studio, which is out in the village of Varda, outside of Udaipur. It's about a 30-minute drive from here. And I was so eager to get back in the studio and start making photographs again. In fact, I have a whole new series planned out, which I want to keep a little quiet as to exactly what it is. Rakesh is still painting. We're still working on things. And now I'm collaborating with another miniaturist also, whose name is Dalpat Singh. He's very talented, and he's, he's coming up in our Karkana. Also, Shankar Kumawat, who's been our border painter for years, um, I think at least 10 years or more, Shankar has been painting the borders to our miniatures, and he's continuing to help us. So there's a lot of changes in what I call the Karkana that are happening right now. But work continues. I continue to work on my evil O video channel that I maintain on YouTube. Also, I'm beginning to work very, very hard now on a new book, which I see as sort of a magnum opus, I guess I will call it. Um, and I want to call this book Karkana. That's the working title, is Karkana. And for the first time, I really want to bring all the different aspects of my work together. I want to bring the photography together, uh, the miniatures that I have done with RVJ, some of the sculptures, the installations. Many people don't know that I've done sculptures, installations, videos. Um, people don't know that. It's not as well known. Um, so I'd like to bring all of these things together in my book and also give credit to a lot of the artists who have gone largely unsung, who have helped us over the years the backdrop painters who have painted the backdrops for the photographs, people like Shankar and Dalpat who've been helping with the miniatures lately as assistants in one way or another. Um, I think it's time to do the big book that explains the whole history, the whole process. And so, if I'm under lockdown, I suppose that's a good thing to spend some time on. So thank you. This is Wazwex Wazwo from Udaipur, and good luck to everyone. Bye. You're listening to MASH Podcast. <laughs>